This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Lewis and Clark County Commission has approved on a split vote a reduction in the number of school equalization mills at levies on behalf of the state, despite the county attorney's opinion that the body does not have that power. Quote, we've never had that authority. That's according to Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen. Quote, even if we think the state did it wrong, even if we think they're overtaxing, or however you want to frame it, we likely do not have the authority. Commissioner Candace Payne and Chairman Tom Rolfe voted in favor of levying 79.2 mills, a far cry from the state's requirement of 95 mills. In Montana, counties are capped on how much more they can collect in property taxes every year by a formula that limits them to one-half of the average rate of inflation over the prior three years. To stay under the cap, given higher taxable value of homes, counties must lower the mills they tax on property. Counties set their own millage rate and collect money on property taxes to pay for their own budgets to provide local services. Another part of the property tax collection goes to education. That money shows up on tax bills as what's called 95 mills. That's money that goes to the state. Those mills set by the state have not moved up or down with changes in property values. The state then packages that pot of cash with income tax cash and sends it out to the schools to equalize funding so that richer and poorer school districts are on similar footing. A group of counties led by Beaverhead and supported by the Montana Association of Counties is now saying the state should have been adjusting those 95 mills for the past 20 years. Commissioner Tom Rolfe noted during the discussion that should the county-adjusted mill rates be implemented statewide, the state would still stand to gain an additional $20 million in revenue for education. Rolfe said the county will contribute to the state's general fund about $900,000 more in revenue than in the previous year. Quote, so we are not harming education. Continuing the quote, the amount of money appropriated for education out of the general fund has already been done for the next two years. Rolfe further argued that not only does the legislature not have the authority to change the state mill levy, counties are the only entities that have that authority. State Senator Mary Ann Dunwell also urged the commission during public comment to listen to the advice of their very competent expert legal staff. I would not recommend jumping into this at this point, said Dunwell, the Democrat from Helena. I ask you to just vote no on the resolution at that point. Thirty-three other Montana counties have at least agreed to pass similar re resolutions. Public Service Commissioner Randy Pinocci has been arrested on two felony charges of witness tampering in Cascade County. His lawyer says he denies the charges. Pinocci was previously arrested in September after failing to appear in court for a disputed disorderly conduct charge. Pinocci allegedly got into a physical altercation with the brother of a tenant over a security deposit. Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter said in a press release 
that tampering is part of the same investigation into the disorderly conduct charge. Slaughter says one of the witnesses of the altercation reached out to Pinochi to request him to mow a property for him. Slaughter summarized what Pinochi tested to the witness. Quote, for us to continue this relationship, you need to recant your testimony with the sheriff's office. None of the facts that you said happened are true. You're not allowed on my property until this problem is corrected. Slaughter said a similar conversation took place over the phone between Pinochi and another witness, requesting they recant their statements. Pinochi was arrested Friday morning with a $2,500 bond. The original July 5th ticket described the disorderly conduct violation as quarreling, challenging to fight, or fighting, namely by getting in the alleged victim's face and bumping chest during an argument and yelling. Slaughter says this is not a pleasant situation for the community. Quote, when a person of trust is arrested in a matter like this, we try to be as consistent as we can with treating people the same as much as possible and maintain public trust the best we can. Obviously, he'll have a day in court. These are allegations, and he'll have the right to defend himself. Helena Police said Thursday the investigation is continuing into who shot at the Planned Parenthood office a week ago, and the FBI is assisting Helena Police in the case. Assistant Chief Corey Bailey said in an email, police have received some tips, but no arrests have been made. On October 5th, someone fired two rounds from a shotgun at the Planned Parenthood building. While officers were checking the area, they received another call advising that someone had shot the front entry of a business. It was determined that someone walked up to the front of the Planned Parenthood office and fired two rounds from a shotgun into the front door. Police have released photographs of a person carrying what appears to be a shotgun and two photos of the vehicle. The Federal Emergency Management Agency on Wednesday announced that Montana and these in 10 counties affected by flooding this spring are eligible for disaster assistance money. President Joe Biden's approval of a major disaster declaration for various counties in Montana came after a request from Governor Greg Gianforti. Quote, the president's action makes public assistance available to state, tribal, and eligible local governments and to certain private nonprofit organizations. That's according to a FEMA press release. The declaration references flooding events that took place across the state from June 1st to June 8th. The governor's request estimated damages to roads and bridges from those floods at more than $300 million. TikTok and the state of Montana faced off in federal court on Thursday in a case filed by the video sharing app and five Montana content creators who want the court to temporarily block the state's van on the platform before it takes effect January 1st. Attorneys for TikTok and the content creators argue the state has gone completely overboard in trying to regulate TikTok and is essentially trying to implement its own foreign policy, 
over unproven concerns that TikTok might share user data with the Chinese government. U.S. District Judge Donald Malloy said he would rule on the motion for a preliminary injunction as quickly as possible. Back in May, Montana became the first state in the U.S. to ban completely the app of TikTok based on the argument that the Chinese government could gain access to user information from TikTok. The parent company, ByteDance, is based in Beijing. TikTok has said in court filings that the state passed its law based on unsubstantiated allegations and that the state could have limited the kinds of data TikTok could collect rather than enacting a complete ban. Content creators say the ban violates their free speech rights and could cause economic harm to their businesses. Judge Malloy's questions and comments seem to weigh in favor of the plaintiffs who want to keep TikTok going. He noted that TikTok users consent to the company's data collection policies and that Attorney General Austin Knudsen could create public service announcements warning people about the data TikTok collects. The judge noted that everything Knudsen has said about the ban at a hearing and in public statements, quote, are directed to, we are going to teach China a lesson, not, we are going to protect Montana data. More than half the U.S. states and the federal government have banned TikTok on official devices. The company has said the bans are political theater and says further restrictions are unnecessary due to the effort it takes to protect U.S. data by storing it in the U.S. on Oracle servers. The Biden administration is directing $7 billion from the bipartisan infrastructure law to build seven regional hydrogen power hubs in 16 states, including Montana. The project, each of which is a cluster of assets that produce and process hydrogen fuel as an alternative to fossil fuels, will benefit the climate, the economy, and U.S. energy security administration officials said on Thursday. Officials previewed the announcement on the condition that they not be named. Quote, advancing clean hydrogen is essential to achieving the president's vision of a strong, clean energy economy that strengthens energy security, bolsters domestic manufacturing, creates healthier communities, and delivers new jobs and economic opportunities. That's a news release from the White House. Hydrogen fuel is an important part of the administration's goal to reach net zero emissions by 2050, according to the White House. The hubs are expected to reduce carbon emissions by 25 million metric tons per year. That's the equivalent of 5.5 million gas-powered cars. The projects will contribute about one-third of the administration's clean hydrogen goal. The Pacific Northwest Hydrogen Hub encompasses eastern Washington, northeast Oregon, and parts of Montana. The hub will produce hydrogen exclusively from renewable energy sources, according to the news release. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena 
Alcorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 52 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.